Hey there, Jules here, and welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. My life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition. And it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way. So take a nice deep breath, settle in, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin. Hey there, it's Jules. It's just going to be the two of us today. I felt like it's been a little too long since we've sat down together. I mean, maybe you're driving, maybe you're washing dishes, maybe you're cooking, but you, you get the point. It's been a minute since we've had some real talk, just the two of us. So I'd love for you to maybe even grab your notebook and something to write with because I have a feeling I'm going to share some things today that you're going to want to keep track of, some things that you're going to want to be able to remind yourself of when you are thick, thick in the storm, right in the middle of the feelings. So I'll give you a minute. Grab your stuff, open up your heart. You know what, how about we do this? Let's take a breath together. So I'm gonna put my hand on my heart. I'm gonna take a nice deep inhale through my nose and I'm going to exhale through my nose. So that way I can really control how slowly I let it out. So let's do it together, so. Did you know that feelings exist in your body? Like, I feel like maybe you knew that, but like think about what I'm saying right now. Feelings live in your body until you help them to leave. I was listening to Brene Brown's Unlocking Us, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Um, so grateful of the timing of the podcast being released during the beginning of the pandemic to help us. You know, you know how Brene Brown is. She's always giving us language and all types of resources and data to figure out what the heck we're feeling. And in this episode, it's called, I believe it's called Burnout, but the book they're talking about is called Burnout. And it's by Emily and Amelia Nagoski, who are identical twins. And they came together to write this book on how to break the stress cycle of burnout. And I loved listening to this episode because being that this is my area of work right now, this topic of exhaustion, especially emotional exhaustion, has been next level right now with everything going on. So to hear new ways of, of receiving 
information is always really helpful to me. So I want to share that with you. And I just got to say, Brene Brown was really blown away by what they had to say. And she's been putting the ideas into practice and seeing major results in her life. And I can tell you that since I've started practicing the processes as well, and I started this back about a year ago heavily uh, in this idea of having a process to get rid of the emotions, helping them to move out. Um, I'll take you guys back to fall of last year. I had a an article release with Paprika Southern. And it was a five-page article all about this. And it was called Cultivating Peace in Stressful Moments. So my goal with the article was to help us to understand that when we are in the thick of it, when we are in that place of feeling all the emotions, the storm is happening within us, we lose touch with our minds, we lose touch with the ground, we lose touch with where we are and where we want to be. And my goal was in real time to help get us back, to ground us, to give us some gravity. To me, the idea of feelings living and existing in your body is such a a thing that, you know, you can say almost casually and it not really hold any weight for you. But if you really think about that, so think about the last time you got really, really upset. You may not have to think too hard on that. So that happened. Where did all those feelings go? Like there was a thing that happened. You got upset. Then what happened next? How did you get over it? So that's exactly the cycle that we're talking about today. So the, the awareness that there is a cycle is a big part of it, but then also learning how to complete the cycle is, I think, the biggest part of it. And what happens when you learn how to complete that cycle, you not only alleviate suffering, but you can also help to avoid burnout. So there's three components of burnout, and these are some of the major takeaways from the episode that I listened. And and just so you know, I've got the book, um, Emily and and Amelia's book, Burnout Coming, in the next few days. I can't wait to dig into it. It's really going to help me on the research side of the book that I'm writing. So the three components of burnout is emotional exhaustion, number one, which is the fatigue that comes from carrying too much for too long. And we especially see this in women, especially today, since women are the main ones who are figuring out how to live in and during these current times. So emotional exhaustion, that's a big one. I think this is why I always feel so um, passionate, I will say, about encouraging the self-care and really knowing that the self-care 
is truly soul care. Uh, it's because it's a, an emotional process of exhaustion versus us just feeling like we have time to pamper ourselves. It's not that it's about that. We're really truly exhausted on a soul level and we have to address that. Number two is decreased sense of accomplishment. So this is the feeling of futility that nothing you do will help or make a difference. So many people are feeling this right now. I can say that I have also felt that, you know, sometimes I will look at what I'm doing and, and think about, I wish I could do more. I wish that I could rush this process of writing this book or rush the process of getting courses and workshops out to you to help. And sometimes that can feel overwhelming. And sometimes that can feel like, ah, well, is, is that going to make a difference? And I believe in my heart that it will. And I know that there are a lot of light workers, teachers, healers out there who are in that same position of, of wanting to get what they feel their purpose is out into the world. So We've got two out of the three, emotional exhaustion, decreased sense of accomplishment. And the third one is depersonalization, which is the depletion of empathy and compassion and caring. So this is, you know, a lot of folks where at this point during this recording, we are seven months, seven plus into this pandemic. And a lot of people are just over it, simply put, just over it and when you're over it and you're at that place where you have a lack of empathy, you have a lack of compassion and caring for yourself and others, you start to make decisions that aren't the best. Side note, I know that we're all in this and, and we're weary and we're ready to be done with it, but just remember that the pandemic isn't done. So we have to figure out these ways of supporting ourselves and our overall wellness so we can continue to carry on. And not only in our emotional health, our mental health, and also in our physical health, because we don't need to get sick, all right? And there is a high rate of burnout, especially with caregivers, so parents, especially talking to you guys, if you're caring for a loved one, um, that I have done that role as well. And it's, it's tough. So make sure that you are taking time, work with your partner, work to find a pocket of time to where you can recharge yourself. So those are three components. Like I'm, I'm like a fraction of the way into all that I want to tell you. And I know you're already like, yep, 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 I'm there. So let's dig into what emotions are, because I think there's a lot of, let me think of how I want to say this. There, a lot of times emotions are looked at maybe in a negative way, that if you show emotions that you're considered to be weak. And I'm going to trust that if you're listening to this podcast, that you are wanting to learn how to have more, hmm, let's see, I don't want to say management of your emotions, but just being able to 
be in a better relationship with your emotions. How about that? So what emotions are is they are cycles. First of all, they're real. Let's start there. They're real. It's not some airy fairy thing out there and you just happen to, to feel it one day. They're real and they're cycles that actually happen in your body. They are neurological events that happen to your nervous system and the entire intelligence system of your body. Like, think about that for a second. So there are neurological events that happen to your nervous system. That's wild. And it's happening to your entire intelligence system of your body. So every part of you is engaged in this neurological event. It's not just happening to your brain. It's your entire system, your entire intelligence system. And that goes beyond your skin. So you know how people will say good vibes only, for example, or they can feel that the vibe is off. That's what we're talking about. So your emotions actually can go past your skin and affect others. So the big thing with the emotions is also understanding, and this is the part that I need y'all to really take in, is they are automatic. Emotions are involuntary neurological responses. So I feel like we need to really accept that and receive that and stop being so hard on ourselves about it especially with everything happening. So, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling wore out, if you're feeling, you know, like you're just exhausted, right? All of those three components of burnout, I need you to understand that that is totally normal. So let me say this again. Emotions are involuntary, automatic neurological responses with a beginning, a middle, and an end. So did you catch that? They start, they have a middle, and then they need an end. So metaphorically speaking, feelings are like a tunnel, and you have to make your way all the way through to get to the light at the end of the tunnel. And the thing is, is I like to think of myself as the light at the end of the tunnel because everything is within me. But here's the thing. Sometimes your emotions and your feelings start to take you into a state of fight or flight. And when that happens, you then are separated from that light. You know, it's you start to feel that you're lost in that darkness. You're feeling lost in that tunnel and you have to find your way back to yourself. So you can still be the light and be the light at the end of the tunnel, but you need a place to get to. So let's use that tunnel metaphor as we move through this. What happens with our emotions and the exhaustion is when we get stuck in that tunnel, we're actually stuck in an emotion. We haven't finished the cycle. We haven't completed that process. Remember, it's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And so now that we know that, think about like how many times has, has something, has how many times has the neurological event happening to your nervous system 
happened. It happens. And then what do you do with that? You know, like, do you, in effort to try to get over it quickly, do you just try to let it go or just don't think about it? Well, it's still in there because remember it lives within us. And so now that we can understand more about what these emotions are, we can realize that we truly need to honor them by giving them the space that they need so we can complete that cycle. But a lot of times we get caught up in worrying about what everyone else is thinking, about our feelings, and we'll get so caught up in what other people are feeling about it. <laughs> we get caught up in how they feel about how I'm feeling kind of thing, you know, and it's the big takeaway is that we need to really lean into what our bodies are trying to say to us. That's what I'm really focused on listening to now because I'm the only one that can hear it. So again, in those efforts to get over how we feel to make others around us feel more comfortable, we end up hiding how we feel and stuffing it down. But what happens is we end up stuffing it into an organ system and then it lives there. And we know medical research shows us that then it metastasizes and it makes us sick. Remember, this is not just something that we can ignore. This is something that we have to learn so we can understand our whys so that way we can understand how we get through this. Sometimes when you're not responding in the moment of the thing happening, the disturbance happening, that might be the safest choice. That might be the best thing that you need to do in that situation. But you still have to go back to finishing the cycle. So you also may feel like, oh, well, I'm, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm over it but you still have to get through the cycle to get through the end of the tunnel. So whenever we're not doing that, the chronically elevated stress from being stuck in the tunnel is what's wreaking havoc on our physical bodies and the emotional well-being. So our overall health. So I know you're thinking, all right, I get it, Jules. The tunnel, we gotta make it through. We, gotta, we can't get stuck in our emotions because we'll get sick, right? But how, how do we do this? And so the thing is, is knowing that we can't always try to change the stressor. You know, like we, we definitely will get caught in the blame cycle of saying, oh, well, if that person would just leave me alone, or if that person would just stop talking, or if this problem would go away, or somebody else would fix it or solve it, then I would feel better. But the thing is, is that doesn't change what's happening inside of your body. It doesn't change how you feel about it. So even though I could take that stressor away from you, you're still going to feel something about it. And what are we talking about today? 
those feelings that are in your body. So the good news is that it doesn't matter if you can eliminate your stressor or not. The stress itself is what is the problem. And that is the main point of it. You know, I, I always bring myself back whenever I feel like there's a, I have a problem with something outside of me, a person or a situation, I always have to remind myself that the problem begins and ends with me. And that's it. Because it's my responsibility to be a good caregiver to me and figure out how I feel better. That's what I talk about with protecting your peace, maintaining it, cultivating it, especially in those stressful moments. The great thing is knowing that we can control it. That's what we can control. We can't control what other people are doing or saying or how they're acting. What we can control is our response to it, right? Do we agree on that? Very good. Now, the next step is letting your body know that you're safe. If you don't let your body know that you're safe, then you're going to stay in the danger zone. And what that means is that fight or flight that happens where there are the chemicals of adrenaline and cortisol pumping through your body because it thinks you're in danger because you're feeling such big things. If you don't give your body a signal to say, Hey body, we're okay. I'm we're safe. You don't have to continue to pump all that stuff. It won't stop. So your body speaks body language. Isn't that so cool to think of it like that? Like we have to speak the way that our body can understand. So we're going to use body language to signal that we're in the safe zone now. And we're going to speak to it in a way that we'll understand. We're going to move from the fight or flight state into the parasympathetic state. And what that means, what parasympathetic means, it means beyond emotion. So we're going to help ourselves get past the emotion. We're going to help ourselves do what? Complete the cycle and come to the end of the tunnel. Very easily we can do this. And we can do it really discreetly too. So it doesn't even matter where you are. What you're going to do, first thing, is just take a breath. Just take a slow, deep breath. The next move is I put my hand on my heart. So just like we did when we first started, that's it. Putting your hand on your heart is going to send a signal to your brain that we're in the safe zone. So this is instantly going to trigger something very positive, which is self-compassion. Your body's going to understand using this type of body language that you're caring for it that you don't want it to stay in the danger zone. You want the cycle to come to an end. You want this stress cycle to be completed. What I also like to do is tell myself something sweet. So I like to remind myself of something that's true. In the article that I wrote for Paprika, I listed a few mantras that I use in that moment and one that really works and particularly worked so well for me while I was writing that is very simply saying, peace washes over me now. And I would just visualize just 
a wave of calming peace just coming over me as I'm breathing, as I'm feeling my heartbeat, and just to bring myself down. So think of something that can remind you to get back on track, something that works for you. Maybe it's a scripture, maybe it's an affirmation, maybe it's a compliment you want to give yourself. You know, reminding yourself, being your own cheerleader, that's that's what we're trying to do here, is to get into that parasympathetic state and get our bodies back in alignment. Now, after that, so we're breathing, touching our hearts, saying something truthful, reminding ourselves of something that is gonna be really helpful. Next thing, you've got to move. Move however feels best for you. Now, if you are in a situation where you can't move, like you can't go for a walk or you're not able to have a spontaneous dance party or whatever, just breathing really slowly, that's an action. That helps. That helps us to complete that cycle. So don't discount breathing. And one thing that's so cool about breathing that I learned, it's so important to emotional regulation that two main camps teach it the most. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give you the first one. Who do you think teaches it the most? If you said yoga instructors, you are correct, right? We know that one. The second one is special forces with the military. That's how important. So for their training, they know that if they can have emotional regulation, then they can remember their training. And their training is all about being in control of their breathing, being in control of their parasympathetic state. Another way, so we've got breathing really slowly, inhaling in through your nose, out through your nose is the slowest way you can do it. Putting your hand on your heart, telling yourself something sweet, moving, going for a walk, right? Something. The other way is to laugh deep down belly laughter. That's like such a good one. And you have to figure out how to really laugh, not just like a fake, like, like you have to really, really laugh. So an easy way to do this is to call a friend maybe and reminisce about a funny story or remind yourself of a funny story, something that you just know will bring you back and make you laugh. So that is going to be a huge one. The connection and the laughter that comes from calling your friend, for example, that's going to also help to complete that cycle. Because sometimes just connecting with another person can be so comforting and just knowing that someone else is there and that can give you that sense of feeling at home within yourself. But sometimes that's not an option. Sometimes you're not ready to talk to anybody else yet. You're still working through it yourself. And I want you to know, like you absolutely have a pass on that. So think about something funny. So start, start figuring it out. So the more 
we know what to do. The more we have a plan before the thing happens, the better position we'll be in. So just think about it like that. So we have to move the feelings out because emotions need motions. Make a plan. Pick the friend that you're going to phone. Give yourself some soul care. Remind yourself to breathe. Give yourself an affirmation to chew on. And remember that the light in me loves the light in you. We got this. Did you know that you can become a founding member in our community? That's right. We're growing a membership community and you can become a founding member. Our community is dedicated to supporting each other through this life, which feels like a hero's journey. Josh and I lead virtual sessions in an encouraging group environment called Breathing Room. And in between sessions, you'll have access to archives and my original guided meditation tracks. So for those of you keeping track, you'll get access to all the Breathing Room sessions valued at $25 a seat, all archived Breathing Room sessions, member exclusive guided meditations, access to our private Facebook community, additional supportive content, and you'll forever be known as a founding member. For a limited time, you'll get all of this for $11 a month. And pro tip, your card won't be charged until the first of the month. So you'll get the current month as a bonus. You'll be backing a small purpose-driven business as we support you during these current times. What a sweet deal. Visit julesloves.me slash get hyphen involved or visit Patreon directly. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Jules Loves Me.